two, one, go. Hello and welcome back to our on-season football coverage, week two of the NFL season. Back with our guest again, the host, to talk um, some NFL and college football news. Host, what were some um, of your highlights for you for, for week one? Well, it certainly wasn't the Steelers, Alex. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, they bit the dust and they looked terrible. Uh, hopefully they rebound this week. But uh, pretty impressed with uh, Miami and Tua, the way they uh, executed and moved the ball, the amount of yards they put up, over 500 yards of offense. Uh, I guess the most surprising thing, Alex, is uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, getting it hurt four plays in, and uh, he's done for the year. Uh, that's got to be the most shocking. Uh, all the hype, all the talk, all the expectations, just right down the drain in four plays. And uh, I know they're going to move on with Zach Wilson. Uh, they tried that before. Uh, the fan base has to be devastating, uh, knowing that uh, what they had or could have had this season in expectations. Uh, uh, College-wise, uh, I, I got to tell you, I didn't think – uh, Colorado could uh, be doing what they've been doing after two games. Uh, I know, uh, you know, Nebraska is not the uh, most fierce competitor. Uh, they showed that how uh, bad of a program that has turned into. Uh, the impressive win against TCU, they're probably going to pumble Colorado State today. Uh, that's got to be the most impressive uh, on the college side. Yep. Uh, do you think that Aaron Rodgers' injury is more or less shocking than Baker Mayfield's two touchdown passes and the victory <laughs> over the Vikings? Uh, I think it's I think Aaron Rodgers is more shocking. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, as you know, Alex, he's stuck at our team a few times. Uh, so you know, he's got flashes. Uh, he's just not very consistent. And uh, you know, you get probably one out of every eight games you get a Baker Mayfield game like that. So don't don't put your hopes on that thinking he's going to play like that this week. Yep. All right, we'll get into the Jets-Bills game right now. Of course, Aaron Rodgers got season-ending injury three plays in. Jets would still go on to win that game. Zach Wilson had 140 yards, touchdown, and an interception. Bryce Hall rushed for 127 Yards. Josh Allen threw three interceptions in the game. What do you think about both these teams moving forward? Well, I still think the Bills are a playoff team, but I don't think they can make a run to the Super Bowl. Uh, they got the talent there on offense, but uh, they got to pull the reins in on Josh Allen. The, the turnovers are just ridiculous. Uh, the amount of turnovers this guy has produced – since uh, week five of last year, uh, he leads the league in turnovers more than the guy you just talked about, Baker Mayfield. I think he's got 20 interceptions and 18 fumbles lost. That's 38 turnovers. Uh, that's not going to win you a lot of games when you're playing like that. Uh, his talent seems to be uh, overcoming the turnovers. At what point uh, does the talent dip down and the turnovers just take over and they start losing, really losing these games? I mean, that's a concern for – Buffalo, uh, the Jets, uh, they're going to go as far as their defense carrying. Uh, that's that's just the bottom line. Defense stepped up the other night, as we just said, created those four turnovers. Uh, they got to do the same this week against Dallas. They got to get Dak Prescott uh, running around back there. They got to get him making mistakes in order for them to achieve this 
Zach Wilson isn't winning the New York Jets many games. Yep. I think that um, he'll improve any from last season with, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers will still be mentoring him on the sideline. I think he'll be better or worse than last season. I think he's going to be a little better. I think uh, Nathaniel Hackett is going to help him uh, being a, a veteran OC and know how to handle situations like that. Now, of course, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's track record wasn't very good last year with Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson kind of had an attitude too, uh, you know, big ego with that. I don't think Zach Wilson has that. Uh, I think Nathaniel Hackett can reel in. Plus, you know, he's got Brees Hall to rely on too. Uh, that guy was phenomenal. He still got Dalvin Cook, who they signed. Uh, you know, Garrett Wilson, uh, he's still got to have a breakout year. Look at his stats with Zach Wilson last year. Not very good. I don't think he had a 100-yard game with him. So, got to get him and, and Zach Wilson on the same page. I think they'll bring in uh, another quarterback at some point. Well, you would think they'd bring in a veteran quarterback at some point, uh, you know, like a Case Keenum uh, type of guy uh, that could, you know, mentor him. Uh, I don't know if Rodgers is going to end up being on the sideline during games when he's able to uh, walk after the surgery. Uh, having him down there would help. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the Jets' plans are. Uh, who knows? Uh, Zach Wilson could get hurt also. You know, you know how this goes. These quarterbacks there are brittle, even though the rules favor them. So who knows what the Jets are going to do? And, you know, there's all the talk about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Minnesota's 0-2 now. The Jets can't bring on Kirk Cousins. So people got to stop with that. Stop with that rumor. There's no way they can take on the salary cap unless Minnesota somehow forks up and wants to pay the rest of Kirk Cousins' salary. And I don't think that's going to happen. So those whole Kirk Cousins talk to the Jets because – Kirk Cousins is a free agent after this year. That's just got to stop with that because I don't see that happening. What do you, what do you think of that, Alex? Yeah, like you said, I don't think Minnesota is going to pay for – pay it, like be willing to pay his salary, a part of his salary just for him to go. Um, I don't know what they would gain from that either. So, And I don't even know, like – who else would who would there be could there be their quarterback at that point either? Like it's not like they have CJ Stroud or or a top quarterback pick that they just picked. So unless they and really how, how up, they just really want to tank upset, the rest yeah. of the way. <laughs> how upset would Justin Jefferson be if they got rid of Kirk yeah. Cousins and he had to deal with some rookie quarterback the rest of the yeah, I don't really put that much merit in that. I mean, I I could maybe see Kirk Cousins signing after um comes a free agent, but Aaron Rodgers would have to retire at that point. Um, so we'll see about that. Do you think Aaron Rodgers will play again for the Jets? Uh, I think he'll play again. He likes to uh go against what people say against him. He likes to fight against the doubters. Uh, he just has that kind of uh, mentality, especially now, especially after uh, being traded to the Jets. Uh, I think he's got that mentality where he wants to fight against the media and prove you wrong. Now, if he were still in Green Bay, uh, I would say 75, 25, 75% he would retire. Uh, 
because he has nothing left to prove if he was going to stay there. But he has everything to prove in being with the Jets. All right, we'll move on to some injury news now. We have Panthers' J.C. Horn placed on IR. Um, it's not believed to be season-ending. End- He'll at least uh, miss the next four games, but he's expected to return uh, this season. What do you think that how that affects the Panthers' defense, and what do you think about their loss week one against the Falcons? Well, J.C. Horn, he got hurt last year, didn't he, Alex? This when he hurt last year? Uh, I believe so. So uh, this guy's already proven uh, he's a, a good corner, but uh, injury prone so far early on in his career. And he, he I guess he, it's that bad, the uh, hamstring injury, that it was almost considered season ending and he was going to have uh, surgery. But now they say uh, he could be back by November. So uh, it's a huge loss for that. Uh, you know, they didn't really need a, uh, him on defense last week. Falcons only attempted 18 uh, passing attempts against their defense. Uh, they ran the ball pretty well. So Carolina, a little trouble stopping the run. Uh, Atlanta wanted to control the game that way. Uh, J.C. Horn wouldn't really that matter uh, in that game last week. Uh, and it's thought Bryce Young uh, played like a rookie. Uh, played like a first-game rookie. Uh, growing pains are coming. Uh, he's got to keep on improving. He's got to keep on getting better. They're at home this week against New Orleans, so we'll see what he does this week. Yep, we'll talk about him um, a little more coming up. We also had Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins tears his Achilles. Uh, he's out for the season. He missed two years ago with the same injury. Um, what do you think about um his career so far and going forward, and how do you think that affects the Ravens um, coming up the rest of the season? Well, not that you want to see any injury on the Ravens, but honestly, Alex, do we really care if any of these Ravens get hurt or what happens to them? I mean, <laughs> there are arts out of me. And I, 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 honestly, I don't know what the hype of J.K. Dobbins is. Uh, you look at his numbers, okay, uh, guys hurt. I played okay last year. It wasn't great. Uh, hurt again this year. I mean, they honestly, they don't really need him. Uh, they just need Lamar Jackson not to get hurt. He's the whole offense. Uh, I think you can basically, with the, the Ravens offense and what they're going to try to do, you could plug almost any running back in there to fit the system. It doesn't matter who the running back is. So, to me, uh, and I'm a little biased because, you know, like I said, we're against the Ravens. I don't think they need him. Uh, they can just plug anybody in there. No big deal losing J.K. Dobbins to me. Yeah, they didn't have him, what, two seasons ago? He didn't really even do anything much last season. Uh, we'll see if he comes back, what he does, but it might be close to the end of the line um, for him, you know, just with his injury troubles. And like you said, Ravens are a running offense. So, like, Lamar does a lot of the running, and they can insert whatever running back they want you know Gus Edwards isn't even that bad um, so we'll see how that affects them going forward we had a couple signings and releases um, this week we'll start with Bengals releasing offensive tackle Will Collins less than two years after his signing Bengals would lose 24 to 3 against the Browns um, they donned 
upset that they didn't need Lil Collins anymore after they signed Orlando Brown, and they're trying to increase their cap space uh, to have more flexibility. What do you think about the Bengals' um, season going forward after losing 23-3? Well, they lost the last two games of the season last year, still made it to the AFC Championship against the Chiefs. Uh, they can't afford to lose this game this week. Uh, going 0-2 this week would be – um, very devastating to them since uh, Baltimore is already 1-0, and uh, and then Baltimore coming to town, then they would have a two-game advantage and a one-game advantage in the standings out of them. So this is a, a very crucial game for Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow looked terrible last week. Uh, I know it was raining, but still only 82 yards. Uh, Cleveland held Jamar Chase in check. Uh, I don't think Baltimore has uh, the defensive backfield to keep Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in check. I look for Cincinnati to rebound. Okay. And lastly, we have Seahawks signing veteran left tackle Jason Peters. The uh, pro bowler, um, future Hall of Famer, is 41, um, but they only signed him practice squad for now. They need depth at the position after losing both their tackles. Um, one is day-to-day. I guess they're both day-to-day. They just need some depth going forward. Um, one of the injuries was Charles Cross, one of their top picks um, last season. What did you think about the Seahawks um, losing, surprisingly losing the Rams uh, in week one? Uh, they look, They just looked unprepared. Same way another team uh, looked unprepared last week. Uh, Alex, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised. That's two, by the way, that's two veteran head coaches, Alex, that had their teams unprepared in week one. Very, very uh, unlikely to happen again this week. Uh, I know Seattle's traveling to Detroit uh, to play on the road, but Seattle, this was not in sync last week. Uh, you heard DJ Metcalf after the game say uh, he wasn't quite ready to play. How can you not be ready to play for week one? That just seems uh, a <laughs> very odd statement to me that uh, a player would come out and say that. Uh, you only get 17 tries, and he didn't want to feel like playing last week. Uh, this is kind of weird comment by uh, DJ Metcalf. Uh, of course, Geno Smith, he has to play better. Uh, they got to get that run game going with Kenneth Walker. So I think Seattle uh, is going to pull up a good fight this week at the Lions. We're getting into some college football games um, being played this weekend. We have number seven, Penn State versus Illinois. Illinois, it's a home game. Penn State is getting 14. Who do you like in this one? Oh, I just think Penn State is far beyond uh, talent and uh, depth. Uh, they're just going to come into there in this role. This is going to be an easy win for them. Uh, they just might even cover the 14 points on the road. Yeah, I think they will cover uh, the 14 as well. I think it'll be competitive for like a quarter or so, and then Penn State uh, should be able to impose their will and win the game. Um, potentially big. Got a not, SEC matchup now. Number 14, LSU versus Mississippi State is in Starksville, home game for Mississippi State. The line is minus nine for LSU. What do you think about this one? Well, LSU struggled with uh, Florida State their first week. Of course, they rolled rambling <laughs> uh, last week. I don't, I don't even know why they even play these type of games. Now they travel to Mississippi State. Another uh, tough game uh, on the road. I know that 
was a true road game against Florida State a few weeks ago, but that still was in Florida territory in Orlando. Uh, you know, Brian Kelly's got to have these guys prepared. Uh, uh, quarterback Daniels, he's got to be on mark. He's got to have better throws. Uh, I don't like them covering the spread. I think they have a three-point victory this game. I think they squeak by. It's still a hostile crowd there in Mississippi. Yep, some good SEC action there. We moved to number 15, Kansas uh, State. Battle of the 2-0 teams versus Missouri. It is a home game for Missouri. The line is minus three and a half, which I think Kansas State could easily cover. I, I think that Kansas State could win this by two scores at least. What do you think about the battle of the 2-0 and o teams? Uh, I got Kansas State in this game. Also, uh, Missouri's two wins are um, not very uh, impressive at all. Uh, I know they got a lot of yards racked up, but the two the two teams they played are, were a joke. Uh, Kansas State's already had uh, one good contest under their belt. Uh, I just think they roll in this game. Uh, Missouri, uh, not going to be the, the winner. Play Kansas State. We have the number one team, Georgia, 2-0, versus South Carolina, who had a good season last year. Kind of a slow start this year at 1-1. It's Georgia minus 27. It's going to be in Athens. What do you think about the number one team's chances in this one? Uh, You know, South Carolina comes to the game. Spencer Rattler, uh, he played great at the end of last season. Uh, He has not looked too good at all the start of the season, especially even last week against uh, whoever they played there last week, a double at 18, it seemed like. <laughs> he still didn't look good. Uh, now they got to go to Georgia. Georgia is you know, one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, Georgia should just uh, lay the wounds here to South Carolina, uh, just, just stick it to them, uh, get their new quarterback some more reps until they play some more tougher opponents. Do you think they'll cover the minus 27? Who's Georgia play next week? Good question. It's U- University of Alabama, Birmingham. Yeah, they, they, they'll cover. Okay. And lastly, we have a battle of SEC opponents, uh, kind of a classic rivalry in number 11, Tennessee 2-0. This is Florida, who's one and one, losing their first game of the season against um to Utah. The line is five and a half. And it is in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, how do you like Tennessee's chances in this one? Uh, I think Tennessee can pull out this game, Alex, but I don't know about covering that five and a half. This is a rival game. These games are always close. I think this game is going to be high scoring, though. I would play the over in this game. I think it's 56 and a half. So I would jump all over the over. Uh, Tennessee's defense stinks. Uh, uh, the offense played great the first week. Yeah. Uh, didn't look okay last week. I think they'll be back on track against Florida. Play the over. Yeah. Like you said, they had a decent game against Austin P, but it was only like 36 to like 13. Uh, Florida had a bad game first week against Utah, so we'll see um, what which team can assert their dominance. I think, like you said, Tennessee will win. It could be like by like seven. I think they have a better team, but it is a uh, rivalry game in that one. 
We'll do some quick NFL picks um, for this one. Who do you think will win Ravens Bengals? Oh, I already like the Bengals in this game. No way they go 0-2 this year. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to bounce back. They're at home. Uh, I, I think they win. Seahawks 0-1 against Lions, who are 1-0. Well, everybody's on the Lions hype train after that win against Kansas City. Uh, people keep on forgetting. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Chris Johnson play. Uh, makes a huge difference for the Mahomies. Um, Seattle had a bad week. Uh, like I said earlier, veteran coach. Uh, he'll have his team ready to play. I don't know if they win, but I like them to cover the points in this game. Playoffs rematch from last year. Chiefs versus Jaguars. Well, the Chiefs can't afford to go 0-2, uh, especially against an ASD opponent who will they be fighting for uh, for a playoff home field advantage at the end of the year. Uh, they certainly don't want to come back to Jacksonville to play. Uh, again, Kelsey coming back, Chris Jones coming back, Kansas City's a more desperate team. Uh, Mahomes is going to be ready after that so-so game opening week. I like Kansas City in this game. All right, a battle of division opponents, both 1-0, 49ers versus Rams. Uh, of course, the Rams were on the road last week, uh, played a great game at Seattle. All those young guys on defense. Uh, had Seattle guessing what to do on offense. Uh, now they come home for their home opener. Of course, we know what San Francisco did last week. Uh, you know, roll the Steelers. Uh, second road game in a row to open the season for the Niners. Brock Purdy looked like uh, he was the guy who can get it done. He didn't look like he hurt his elbow with some of those throws uh, last Sunday. Last Sunday. Uh, I just think uh, their defense is going to take care of uh, Matthew Stafford. I had another receiver play. He got hurt, right? What was his name, Alex? There was another guy, another receiver. Young guy. I can't think of his name. Games with a P, I think. I think he's questionable to play. Uh, if he can't have him, uh, I don't think Seattle's going to – I don't think the Rams are going to be able to move the ball that well. Uh, I like San Francisco in this game. It was Puka. Yeah, Puka. Yeah. And finally, go to an Aaron Rodgers-less Jets versus the stout Chicago uh, um, Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so you got two two different worlds here. Dallas shredded the Giants last week. They looked great. They looked like a Super Bowl team. Couldn't do nothing wrong. Dak really didn't have to do much. Uh, Daniel Jones just handed the uh, Dallas the game with his turnovers. Uh, Dallas defense looked great. Micah Parsons rushing, uh, shutting down the receivers. Uh, everybody's on the hype train. Then on their side, you got the Jets. Uh, Jets defense looked great against Josh Allen. Now they have Zach Wilson. They have a full week of practice with the first teamers. Uh, the only way the Jets stay in this game is if they get around uh, Dak Prescott and make him turn the ball over, uh, create turnovers, just like they did with Josh Allen. I don't think Zach Wilson is good enough to uh, propel the Jets to a victory against Dallas in Dallas. Uh, I'll take Dallas, but I wouldn't lay the points, uh, eight and a half, nine points. Uh, I don't think that. I think that's uh, too much, but I'll just stick with Dallas to win the game. 
right? We'll go back to college football one final time to talk about the brewing game between the Colorado Buffalo versus Colorado State Rams. Uh, it's Jay Norvell versus Deion Sanders on the tension kind of all week after Jay Norvell said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and glasses off. Uh, <laughs> they've been kind of going on back and forth all week after that um, comment. And the game itself is in Boulder. It's Colorado minus 23 and a half. What do you think about the game itself in addition to that? And do you think Colorado covers the 23 and a half? Well, how about on top of this, Alex? Coach Prime bought all this team sunglasses to wear on the sidelines for the game tonight <laughs> just just to stick it to the coach uh th- this one thing i've noticed with coach coach prime over the first two weeks is he uses things that people say as motivation well i guess jay norvell didn't see the what was happening after the first two games so he had to open up his mouth and now coach prime is just going to take that and use that as motivation boy he, Jay Norville better have his team prepared because uh, I just see Colorado just running up the score here. And, uh, you know, this could easily be uh, 63 to 20 something at the end of the night. Now, that- right. After that, we'll get into some Steelers news and reactions. Um, Cam Hayward went down with an injury during the course of the 49ers Steelers game. Um, it was really to be a groin injury, and he's at least going to be out. Um, it looks like eight weeks. What do you think? How does that affect the Steelers' defensive line? Oh, it affects it big time. Um, I know Cam Hayward's getting a little older, but uh, they have a little trouble stopping the run as it is. Boy, now you got Nick Chubb coming into town. Uh, always seems to run the ball well against the Steelers. Boy, Steelers are going to be up to the challenge to be able to stop the run on Monday night. Yep. Um, what do you think about their depth in um, – I guess they're both still on the practice squad, but um, I don't know if they called them up or not. But they have Braden Foco and Armed Watts. They actually have decent depth um, given the circumstances. What do you think about the D-line play going forward? Uh, I think the rookie, uh, Keanu Benton, played well last week. Of course, he's going to get more reps now. Uh, DeVarvin Leal, he's got to get more reps. He's got to get out there. Uh, maybe one of these guys off the practice squad can step up. It's got to be – it's not going to be one guy that's going to fill in the shoes of uh, Cam Hayward. Everybody's going to have to step up and take a role. Uh, Larry, what's high say his last name? Olben GB or whatever <laughs> Uh, he's been dealing with a slight injury. Uh, he's got to be 100%. They're going to need him, too. So uh, all hands on deck to stop the run on Monday night with Nick Chubb. So, uh, Larry Obenjobi's, uh former team, too, uh, with him playing on the Browns before. And we had another injury during the Steelers-49ers game after he caught um, what, like a 10-yard pass and that spun for like five to ten more yards. Uh, Deontay Johnson went down with a hammy injury. Uh, he'll be out, out about like four weeks. 
They did call up receiver Des Fitzpatrick from the practice squad uh, as an extra receiver this week. What do you? How does this affect this Steelers' passing game going into week two? Well, I to me Deontay is the uh, number one option for the Steelers. Uh, you know he uh, is good enough to sometimes draw double coverage. Well, he's good enough to where uh, they need to put sometimes their best corner on him. Now that's all going to rotate over to. George Pickens, uh, you know, Calvin Austin's going to get more reps. Uh, you know, Allen Robinson is going to have more of a role. Uh, maybe they get two tight ends involved. Maybe they get uh, Darnell Washington on the field and uh, Pat Faramuth. Maybe they mix them in, uh, you know, get them in, in the passing game. So uh, changes a lot of options. <laughs> Whatever they did last week, Alex, wasn't very good anyway. So I'm open to anything uh, that Matt Canada can try and do. Uh, with this team uh, moving forward. Yep. And then finally, they did bring in Hunter Brad Wing um, for a workout after Presley Harvin's um, subpar performance. He had a couple good punts, a couple bad punts. Um, they, he's kind of been a question ever since they drafted him. Um, Brad Wing was their punter back in 2014, and he did lead the XFL in punt yards. Um, over the course of the season. What do you think about the punting position in Pittsburgh? Well, I, this is this is uh, very confusing to me, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, Percy uh, Harvin, he punted great in the in camp, punted great in the preseason. So here he comes out week one, and now the pressure's on, and he doesn't punt well. Uh, I, and I like you just said, Alex, he's uh, been up and down ever since they drafted him. But I think the whole... Brad Wing thing, uh, bringing him in, uh, yeah, he's familiar with everybody. He's familiar with Coach Tomlin, uh, familiar with the facility. I think it was more of a motivation factor for Percy Harvin to say, hey, look, uh, we know we drafted you. Uh, we, you. We know you're our punter. Uh, you need to step it up. And I think that's what the Steelers were trying to do with that. Uh, hopefully it works this week, and we'll see what happens. Let's see. All right, we'll go to some prompts during the game. Who do you think of more sacks, TJ Watt or Miles Garrett? Well, TJ Rock's going up against a rookie. So, um, and so it's not, uh, well, isn't, um, aren't they moving, uh, aren't the Steelers moving, isn't Okafer hurt? Aren't they moving over, uh, uh, the uh, other guy, uh, what's his name, to right tackle? And putting Broderick Jones in at left tackle, is that correct? I believe that- so because I do think Okafor did get in. I think he got injured during the 49ers game too. Um, that does lead us into our next question as well. Who do you think will have a better blocking game, Broderick Jones or Dan Moore? Dan Moore, that's the other guy. Uh, I think Dan Moore moving over to right tackle is going to be trouble. I think Miles Garrett might have a field day. They might have to move Darnell Washington out over there to block yeah. the chip. They help chip on him. Uh, the same on the other side for uh, T.J. Watt. Cleveland's going to uh, send a guy over to chip against him. That might open it up for uh, Alex Highsmith. Uh, he might have a big day on Monday night. Uh, don't forget Hipperig, uh the, the rookie. He's going to come in there. Uh, he could have a big day. So, you know, the – you know, double teaming and triple teaming T.J. Watt uh, could benefit the rest of the Steelers uh, come Monday night because T.J. Watt's just not only their other set, their set guy. Alex Highsmith can get in there too. 
over or under two bad punts for Presley Harvin? <laughs> uh, I, like we just talked about, Alex, I think uh, he sees the pressure. Uh, he sees the motivation. I think he ends up having a good a good punting night. I'm going to say under. Uh, hopefully they're not punting. How about that? It's fair. It's fair. And then which team do you think will lead in time of possession? Oh, definitely Cleveland uh, with their running game. Uh, Pittsburgh ha- has a hard time running the football. I know, uh, you know, I you know me. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Najee Harris. I really like Jalen Warren much better. Uh, I'm not a fan, even though, though I'll say this: Najee Harris has had some good games against the Cleveland Browns. So, uh, if it's one team that he's played well against, it's Cleveland. So he could have a good game. But I'm going to just go with Cleveland with the time of possession just because of uh, no Cam Hayward and the Steelers still trying to find an identity on the rushing side of their defense. And then what did you think about the Jack Conklin injury? Um, that is a season-ending injury. He's had multiple injuries with his time with the Browns. How do you think that affects their run game? Um, I, I don't know what their um, – how depth, how much depth the Browns have. I don't know what it uh, entails. Uh, of course, anytime you lose an all pro uh, offensive lineman, uh, it, it, it stings. It doesn't work out. So uh, I'll see, like to see their game plan come Monday night. All right. Obviously, we had Steelers got stymied by the 49ers in week one, 30 to seven, and the Browns. Uh, dismantled Joe Burrow and the Bengals 24 to three. Um, what do you th- how do you think the Browns versus Steelers Monday night game will play out? And what do you think your score prediction will be? Uh, I think the Steelers uh, offense shows up. I think um, uh, Kenny Pickett and the offense will put up some points. Uh, I think they find a way to stop Nick Chubb. I don't see the Steelers going 0-2, especially two weeks in a row at home. Uh, you know, I said on my show, uh, Mike Tomlin is 10-2 and when the following week when losing to a team by 20 or more points. And as you know, Alex, the Steelers have won 20 games in a row on Monday Night Football at home. So let's not forget about that. So uh, I like Pittsburgh. I think Steelers win 28-17. Oh, I think it might be 24-17 Steelers for like 27-23 or something like that. Um, it's kind of like the last Monday Night Football game they played in where Steelers beat the, beat the Browns in Ben Roethlisberger's final uh, home game. Um, you know, there were questions – well, that was with Baker Mayfield, but it was questions where, you know, how motivated would the Browns be? But, like, were they – people thought they might, you know, gain motivation, um, you know, from being Ben Roethlisberger's last home game. But Steelers ended up you know, making enough plays to win that game by, like, you know, about a score or more. I kind of think the the Browns seem like, oh, well, we can win. We can be 2-0 and and – win in Pittsburgh, but I think Pittsburgh's also using that as motivation. I think they'll win by at least one score um, in this game. Don't don't count them out yet. And 
we go from that to our final question, our big question of the day is who do you think which rookie quarterback played better in week one? Do you think it was Bryce Young throwing for 146 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions? Or do we think it was CJ Stroud throwing for 42 yards in that game? Or you could possibly add in um Anthony Richardson um losing Jaguars. 31 to 21. He had one touchdown, one pick, 223 yards. Uh, to me, Anthony Richardson looked the best. Uh, uh, they, uh, even though they all lost, uh, Anthony Richardson seemed to uh, play the best to me. So I'm going to go with him. But I think moving forward, uh, Bryce Young uh, might be played better this week. Uh, he's at home. Uh, he's had already had another week under his belt with Frank Reich. I think this week, Bryce Young will have the better game of the three. All right. And we're about wrapping this episode up. Post, um, should you have any final remarks? And um, what's going on on your podcast this week? Uh, this week, uh, you know, we did a couple shows, of course. Uh we did the most controversial 10 minutes on the internet, as I like to say, because the host does his own top 10. Uh, I did, and I, I did my 300th episode, uh, in case uh, uh, people want to go back and listen to that. That's where you'll find that top 10. And on episode 301, we did the week two NFL uh, picks against the spread. If you want to go back and listen to that and get some more insight on the games, uh, not only can you get here with me and Alex, but you can also get – uh, on my uh, show as well. Uh, you get that at the, the host at SteelDF72 on the Twitter or X or whatever you call it these days, and on Spotify. All right. With that, that about wraps up our Week 2 NFL preview, and we hope you enjoy all the games this weekend. Mm-hmm.